You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling okay. This has uh, been, you know, an interesting time. But it, I, I do think that uh, if we could talk sports for a minute, which we haven't done so much recently between the Seinfeld and Survivor, the NFL people were thinking that they were going to get flamed for giving out these big contracts uh, in the middle of, uh, you know, a, a true global pandemic. And I've seen zero of it. I haven't seen one crit- – like, Darren Rovell thought that. Like, he's usually wrong. I haven't seen one critique. They, first of all, they've. I, I think they've been pretty decent at, like, not revealing all the numbers, although they always leak out. But, you know, the NFL has given, like, ESPN and, and Fox Sports and all these plays, like, just something to talk about because now there's, like, really tons of NFL news. Uh, but where should we start? Let's, the AFL, by the way, uh, Alex, has not canceled their first game uh, as of the last time I checked, which seems insane. But they are planning on doing – they've already shortened the season, which you remember we talked about the unbalanced schedule that they have. If you didn't listen, there's 18 teams in the league, and and they each play 22 games. They've cut it to 17 games already. So everyone plays everyone once this season. They're still 50-50 on playing, which to me seems completely insane. But I am I am ready for, uh, you know, to watch some footy. I don't think it's going to happen. All right, so are we done talking yeah. about like, all these huge NFL deals? Uh, I mean, we could do more. We could do maybe a mini sode if you get a few minutes uh, later in this week. Ugh. Is there anything else you want to hit? I have a lot of football takes. Isn't this supposed to be a football podcast? I'm confused. It is. I'm happy to hear some football. We, you know, we Half the quarterbacks in the league have changed teams. We haven't even mentioned them. Are we allowed to mention them? True, true, true. Yeah, who knows? All right, well, listen, uh, the bad news is that we have to get to our guest. That's not the bad news, excuse me. The bad news is we have to stop talking mm-hmm. football for a second because we're excited to get to our guest. And because this podcast is going to get pretty long anyways. But I, we do have more football to talk about. There's a lot of things. We haven't, I mean, we literally have, we have talked about Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton. I mean, there's a yeah, bunch of Yeah, but this is also, this is yet. all, you know, it's it's a fluid situation, but I'm happy to do a couple quick uh, football pods as the, if your schedule allows. My schedule is wide open for the rest of, you know, the year. I don't know. But but yeah. if you could if you could steal a All few right, minutes, so away. so we we might do either uh, either on the patron side we might do an NFL only podcast or maybe on the regular side we'll come back. But yeah, well, there's a lot more NFL to talk about, obviously. But we are very excited to get to our guest, a returning guest, returning uh, champion, for a returning topic to complete the trilogy of the topic and also the trilogy on the podcast if we include the Bear Tournament as one, right? Yes, uh, it's part three of the Seinfeld bracket, and we're back where we started with uh, Sally Splasher as our featured guest. So Ali, Sally. I don't know why I keep it close to that. Welcome back to the to 32 fans. Are you excited? I never thought I would come back for spite, but in in the midst of what's going on in the world, I feel very passionate about 
contributing content. So I am back as a, a gift to the world, but really to myself, because if I don't like talk to people live, I'm going to just like lose my mind. Yeah. So no, yeah, I'm that. excited. <laughs> All right, so let us uh, jump right into it. Uh, first, actually, before we do, Ali, did you listen to last week's episode where you were replaced? I did listen to it. First of all, I, she has Thoughts. been pro- propagating this myth all over town that she was replaced when <laughs> she was more than welcome to come back, but <laughs> she wanted to leave like George Costanza on a high well, note. Well, that's it's complicated. That's not true. You said that on the podcast, and I was like, I'm not even going to bother messaging you. You, that you that said that to me. Like, it Direct- just I couldn't do it the one time. I had to work. The one time you guys were going to do it. And I was like, don't let me hold you back, though. And you were like, OK, I didn't say I'm out. on Your the high exact note. words were George Costanza. Work. I'm out on the high note. I'm quoting you. <laughs> Whatever. Scroll up. <laughs> Whatever. To me, anyway, fine. You, but the important thing is you're back. <laughs> all right, Ali, you had said that the second round was a waste of time because they were all obvious. And I definitely yes. agreed after listening to it. Like, I, I thought it was entertaining to listen to. I... I was upset not to be back just because I liked like it was really fun to have a podcast that like my friends who don't only watch garbage could listen to. So like my friend Eric sent me his own bracket and like a full page email, very Alex style of like all of his thoughts on everything we said, which I loved. Um, So I was sad not to be back. But I think when I saw the timestamp. I, t- I did message Akiva like I knew it was going to be short and you included clips, which I feel like Alex was the right move to wait for the clips for this second episode. Am I wrong? <laughs> OK, I do, mean, do you regret people seem to like I, them? People ask why they weren't in the first because I think they would have been more valuable in the first episode because there's a lot of people, characters whose names we mentioned who non who like just more casual Seinfeld fans didn't know who they were by name. I feel like it was a blessing to not have them in the first one. And it was like a fine, nice filler to have them in the second one. But. I guess I have a one thing I learned from the first one is that like we all have a very unusual amount of Seinfeld knowledge like most people in my sphere know Seinfeld to the level we were discussing last week like you know Rob on Renap saying he doesn't know anything about Seinfeld after listening to these podcasts so maybe I'm just taking for granted that everyone should just know the moments with all the characters. So sorry to the great listeners of their. But at this, one of the good things about this, this at this point, everyone knows who's left. Like they people who are left are, are known commodities, though. This is for the this is for the casuals this week. For the most part, I agreed with everything because I thought they were all sort of like default. Although I thought you gave a nice, respectful treatment to those knocked out, those gone too soon. Because a lot of the matchups just like, you know, were stinkers. Like it was just a shame that certain people went up against certain people. I think Putty had a fighting chance against Jerry. I might have give, like insisted a little more there. But overall, I think, you know, well done to, to the three of you. Yeah, I mean, only Uncle Leo really made a run last week uh, at, at the Elite Eight. And I guess maybe, I mean, Bob Cobb got a vote, but that's that would have been, ruined the bracket. And Lloyd Braun got a vote against Newman. Well, hold on. Akiva, you stopped t- telling her your opinion because we've heard it for the last two episodes. <laughs> Ali, tell us who you think is uh, deserves to be here, who isn't. And as a reminder of who's here, we have we have the core four, and then we have Estelle and Frank Costanza, uh, Newman and uh, Jay Peterman. No, Uncle Leo, I thought. Oh, yeah, no, Lou, Leo No, Uncle Leo did not sorry, make sorry, it. Sorry. If Uncle Leo beat Kramer, I mean, like, again, I think it was, like, fair to discuss Uncle Leo because I think he could have beaten some other people. But he's not beating Kramer. Like, let's be real. So I just think that was, like, a, uh, like you know, that's how the bracket works. Um... So otherwise, I think everybody, you know, I think P, uh, Bob Cobb was the right move to move into the Sweet 16, but then to get knocked out by Peterman, even though I'm a known 
uh, Maestro Hater was the correct move. There was some debate over that in the last podcast. Um, I think Estelle and the Soup Nazi is really like the weakest matchup, but we're going to talk about Estelle. I think you we're going to go tip-top toes over Estelle here, so I'm excited about that. I don't think anybody is like – it's a shame they're not in it. I think this is like pretty representative. If you were to tell me to list the top eight Seinfeld characters, I think maybe I'd have Putty over Peterman, but otherwise looks pretty good. We don't have any real surprises. Yeah, there's no Cinderella story here at all. Well, I would say Peterman is, but I think that he's clearly the weakest uh, link here. And let's act- so we have seven matchups to discuss uh, today, Ali. So not so many. We can uh, go in depth with all of them, but let's quickly dismiss. I think the easiest one, um, Elaine against Jay Peterman, three nothing sweep. Uh, we can discuss Elaine more in the. Well, how do you? Doors, how do you correct? know? How do you know? Uh, it's a sweep? Keeve, you're doing a spite vote for Peterman. Like obviously, it's a sweep. I was fine for uh, Alex to just dispose of that quickly. Yeah. If you're ever in the live bracket, Alex always like guesses and like advances the person before we even start talking. Uh, whenever we do, a bracket, I have a f- I have the full bracket filled out, and it's not just what I think my picks are. I think it's the correct answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would be okay. advancing this. Are you game. Are you guessing who we are going to pick or who should? I'm going to seal this pick. in an envelope, and at the end of the podcast, <laughs> okay. I will reveal the bracket that that we have selected. All right. Yeah. So Elaine is in a sweep. All right, easy enough. All right, let's get to should we should we get to Estelle because you just brought her up, or should we uh, keep the audience waiting on that one? Let's do Estelle, Allie, This is your podcast. Uh, you're you you're the host, Alex. You're the host. No, you decide. You're the guest. When I t- it's funny when I talk to you briefly before the podcast, you like have no time to engage with me. Then I'm on the show, and it's like, oh, you're the yeah. Like, he was distracted. He was clearly distracted when we were talking before. <laughs> no, and- yeah, I was still doing work, um, and now now I'm kind of doing work, but a little bit less. So. All right, uh, wherever you want to start, Alex. You you guys are the sports people. You're the bracket keeper of the bracket. We've already started. It's next. All right, fine. So we're going to go uh, Jerry against Estelle, the winner to face Elaine in the final four. Who's cutting down the nets? You do not like Estelle. Is that what you were saying? I don't not like Estelle. What, did Be- she walk on you treating your body like an amusement park or something? <laughs> because of how you guys hyped up Estelle in the last podcast, I went back and I thought it was good a good suggestion you made out that you were watching like a top moments of X character. So I watched like the top Estelle moments and I think she has two very good moments that I really like that I enjoy this all besides the treating your body like an amusement park. But to me, Frank is 90% of why Estelle moments are funny. Like I think she's so outshined by Frank that while she's great, and very relatable for some. I know she's not a Jewish mother, but very relatable as someone with a Jewish mother. I don't think she holds up to Jerry, despite knowing how you feel about Jerry. We we debated this on Seinfeld, but I I do think that Estelle is a Jewish mother. Oh, of course she is. I know, but I think they're Jewish because I mean she's not literally. No, Jewish, I think she is. We went. Atten- we, we like Rob and I went into this in depth. In yeah, Seinfeld. I know. I know. So you think it's an well because she Ali she won't get into German cars. Have you ever met a Gentile who won't go into German cars? Okay, but Akiva, they did. A whole, they talk endlessly about Judaism on the show, yeah. and they never, ever, 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 ever had George mention that his mother was Jewish. I mean, they, you know, there are siblings that get mentioned once and then get discarded. It's no, an accidental an episode, product. Hold on, Akiva, there's an episode where every man in the show with a drop of Jewish blood is falling for Elaine because they have shiksa people. Uh-huh. And George is in the episode repeatedly. No mention. Yeah. Estelle, Estelle is playing uh, like a Jewish mother because that's who George and Larry know. Yeah, that's but what she's I was gonna Ital- say. Yeah. But she's technically Italian. I think one of the writers did say. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Can we flip Frank and Estelle because that would be so much more interesting? No, yeah, I know this. The Jerry region was the weakest region from the very beginning. But that's you know. Would Frank? Had, would Frank beat Jerry? 
Of course, Frank would be Jerry. Then let's to me, flip he would them. Blow Jerry out of the well, water. I I was saying to Allie, like, what if we do like a core four, final four, and then like a side character, final four? Because the core four is. No, stop changing the rules in the middle. This is what we have: Estelle versus Jerry. Who are you? I picking? told you. I Allie. mean, we did discuss though of all it, it, like if the core four make it to the final four, yes. it's worth discussing. We need an NIT. The, yes, the four remaining. Yes, we need to have a set a second mini final four. Then Alex, if the core four make the final four. No, because that's just going to encourage you to be a chalk picker. No, no, no. I will. I, this is a bracket of integrity. Going off. Yeah, explain why right. I have an eight thirty p.m. alarm on my work phone. Okay. Yeah. Unclear. All right. Okay. So, 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 Ali's voting for Jerry. I'm voting for Estelle. Estelle is much weaker than Frank. I don't disagree. Estelle is not a top five, possibly even a top ten character. I don't necessarily disagree with that either. But neither is Jerry. Jerry, again, he's the ultimate straight man. When are you laughing at Jerry in the show? All the You're time. You're always laughing at Jerry like versus George, Jerry versus Kramer, Jerry versus Elaine, Jerry versus his girlfriends, right? What does Jerry do that's funny? I'm funny? Is this funny? No, it's not. Wait, but she's... I have a question with that. But, like, what is Estelle doing that's funny except interacting with George? Interact... Like, I'm confused why that doesn't matter. Like, because Estelle is being a hate... Just, the, like, the most stereotypical version of the hateful, annoying mother. <laughs> and Jerry is the most stereotypical version of, like, the single, not religious, Jewish white man in New York. <laughs> like, he's like, I don't... Wait, so he's more so than, like, Woody Allen, for example, pre-cancellation? Let's not bring Woody Allen into this. But... Yeah. But here's the thing with Jerry. Of- Sorry, I said this to Kiva when you said like Jerry's the ultimate straight man, like it's a bad thing. Like to me, it's like, okay, if we equate this to Rob has a podcast who I know you never want to upset, right? Like Rob is the Jerry. Rob is the straight man. He keeps the lights on. He's why you're there. He's the headliner. And he's not the wackiest, craziest like person on the show. But if you're ranking RHAP characters, He's no, he's he's there. Like he's number one. I mean, that's your taste might differ, but like to well, me, so him being the straight yeah, man doesn't point. make him not important to the show. Slash, his funny lines to me are still fu- like I enjoy his straight reactions to Kramer's insanity and to Newman and to everyone else. So, Ali, I know you've listened to all of the thirty-two fans episodes where we rank uh, sports characters. Uh, and so I know that you'll know what, what what a compiler is, of course. But Akiva always likes to say that I'm a compi- that that I respect compilers too much. By which he means uh, players who maybe weren't in an, on an on an individual moment per moment basis the greatest player ever, but because they're always there and they're always consistent and they and stuck around for like and, twenty years, being like yeah, a B plus. So so that they end up in the Hall of Fame. And Akiva, so your argument basically is that Jerry is the ultimate compiler. Um, you know, Rob is obviously like no one would ever. Like the biggest Rob hater would who listens to Rahapa, which would be a weird thing to do if you're a Rob hater, would never argue that Rob isn't isn't like the MVP of the Rahap universe because the entire thing revolves around him. And likewise, Jerry Seinfeld is the main character, the eponymous character of my favorite TV show of all time. That's accepted. Nobody's disputing any of that, right? But like, does that make Jerry a a, a funnier character, a more u- unique, iconic character? Like the whole show, he gets credit for the whole show. Right, the same way LD does to a small. What's What's the extent. best Jerry episode of Seinfeld? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. What is the best Jerry really? episode? Well, I mean, I I'm bad at thinking. Like, obviously, you guys have rewatched the shows with a keen eye towards ranking your episodes and everything. But like, to me, like when I think of lines or when I quote lines, like Jerry's lines are quotable. Like, I constantly say it's a leper colony down there about everything and people what i what i really love about seinfeld is that people my generation are not you don't like 
that expert when he talks about the DMV and says it's a leper colony out there. It's so funny. No, I was quoting a Jerry oh, line that I right. quote all the time. So I'm just so afraid of your disapproval, Alex. Okay, so <laughs> I I use that's a shame probably more than just about any. When I and you have said this about your wives, but when I say a Seinfeld reference, I did it on the Careful. BNB last week. Yeah. People have no idea, and I get credit for it. It's hilarious, but like. The leprechaun one, I usually get a weird look. I guess it's not like kosher to say. I don't know. I can't think of like off the top of my head what's my favorite Jerry episode, but I think he has his own funny scenes. He is not solely the straight man, just like I view Rob. Like that, he has his own funny lines that to me, I get excited when I hear them and I quote them. I'm, I'm just, I'm saying Jerry and not just because of the, the compiler thing. All right, Akiva, before you vote. Yeah. By the way, I th- I, my answer, and I haven't I, really looked into it, I think The Boyfriend is probably the best Jerry episode. Well, okay, so that that's what I was about to do. So I have, uh, I've opened up my rankings, not my personal rankings, but the cumulative rankings of, of me and you, Akiva, and like 15 other people, mm-hmm. including a couple listeners. Of Allie, are you going to be bored enough in the next, like, you know, three weeks to seven months to rewatch Seinfeld with an eye towards ranking every episode? Because I would enjoy that. <laughs> I'm considering it. You I should. mean, I have to get through Survivor Amazon, right? Yeah, but yeah. You should we'll you should rewatch Seinfeld and rank them. It yeah. would be fun. So, Ali, I'm going to go through the episodes starting with number one until we find an episode where we say that Jerry was like the MVP of that episode. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, number one, and these aren't my. You know what? One rankings. of them might be. Which is the one where he sits first class? He's like, I can't go back to coach. I won't. And they have that. What's that yeah. episode? Hold on. We'll get there. We'll get there. All number right. one, the contest. Uh, is that, Jerry the MVP of the contest? Yes, he's with the Virgin. He spurs the whole contest. Akiva, do you thing. agree with that? It's it's tricky. That's such like a, a four way tie. Like you could really argue, make an argument for Elaine in the contest. George wins the contest. Elaine is dating JFK Jr. Yeah. Kramer gets with the naked lady across the street. And Jerry Jerry's just does not. I think it's a four way tie. And he the blows contest. it. I think it's a four way tie. No, I would say Estelle. Estelle with the great line yeah, we've already quoted twice in this episode. Estelle might might <laughs> okay. Estelle might have won. We've quoted it. We've quoted it. Yeah, it could be that. Could be a George. If anything, George drives the plot. George is the one who gets caught. Right? Yeah. I say George is probably the MVP of the episode. I think he Jerry, wins the contest. He brings Jerry, it up in the finale, George, not Jerry. Like, I, I hear you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two, the marine biologist. That's George. He's an easy that's one. George. Yeah, that's not yeah. Jerry. Okay. Uh, number three, the Hamptons. Again, George that's, has the Yeah, shrinkage. that's George. And Kramer's even better yeah. than Jerry in that episode. What's okay. the, wait, what's the B plot of the marine biologist? That's not the, oh, the that's running one, is Kramer's it? Kramer's Yeah, Kramer's golfing. The ocean. Yeah, that, that's how they all tie together. together. Yeah. Well, you know what, Jerry? What Elaine about the, is working for Yuri Testikov, who doesn't like beeping machines. Can I ask a question? What about yeah. the I choose not to run? Jerry's the, what episode is oh, that? Oh, in the race? The race? Yeah, the race that's Jerry's the MVP. 21 on my ring. Yeah, yeah, the race Jerry's the MVP. That's a good call. Okay, well, hold on. We'll Jerry's really good in the okay. race. Okay. You know why I got well, confused? Because Lois looks like the woman that George is trying to impress with the marine biologist thing, I think. So. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> That's right. Um, I have no. I'm okay, number blind. four, n- episode number four on the cumulative ranking. Although I have it 113, so apparently I really hate this episode that everyone else loves. I got to figure what out what episode? that's about. Is is the opposite? You hate right? the opposite. That's George, obviously. I have no idea why. Well, I don't hate it. I love all sides. 113. Well, but also is bad. Jerry's even street. Right, he's not the MVP, but to me, honestly, Jerry is like a strong number two or three in all of these episodes, and occasionally well, he's number, number three one. out of four. That's and occasionally not- yeah, but where's Estelle? What about Estelle? Yeah, what where's Estelle? Estelle in some of these episodes? She's not there for seasons <laughs> at a time. So let's say the opposite. What happens in the opposite? George starts doing the opposite of all his instincts to great success. Right. Jerry's even Steven. Okay, Kramer goes on Regis to promote a coffee table book that he ended up making in real life. Didn't he? Did they make that book? Um, I don't remember. 
I don't think so. Um, yeah, I would say Jerry's higher than Elaine. Elaine's story is that she, the juju food costs episode. her a job and a boyfriend. I'm George. Anyways, so, <laughs> so the opposite's another George episode. All right, episode number five. Are we doing all 180? Just curious, Alex. No, yeah, until we it. find an episode in which we all agree that Jerry's the MVP of the episode. I, I jumped right to the race. No, but that's down to 21. If, if he, okay. if he How win, dare you mention a not episode. 20 ep- top 20 episode, Alex? <laughs> yeah. All right, number, okay, number five. Wait, what about have, on your personal rankings? Where's the race? Well, you send it to me and I'll... How about this? No, if on you your personal rankings. your rankings, Alex. Oh, in my personal rankings, the race is number 71. Okay. That's crazy. Mind. It's okay. All right. Um, it's crazy, says the guy who literally just put episodes in empty slots. I don't think it's that crazy. I don't think it's like that great an episode, but Jerry is definitely the best part of it. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. So number five, we have The Rye. Um, Elaine and her musician boyfriend aren't hot and heavy. The Costanzas meet the Rosses and bring a Schnitzer's Rye. That's obviously like the story, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Jer- Jerry uh, gives steals the Rye. For the price yeah, club. I think Jerry yeah, might Jerry even win that. Jerry might win he that. He says, episode. "Shut up, you old bag." Yeah, I think Jerry could win that but, episode. The Rye. No way. I would say that the Costan. I would say Frank wins that episode. Ali, on your rewatch, can you Do- name an MVP for every episode, please? Yeah, yes. why did I? Why did I have a Seinfeld podcast and not do something like that? So Akiva, should we start? Yeah. Should we redo? Get a second chance? A rewatch of the rewatch of the Seinfeld podcast? Oh, oh are we re- watching Seinfeld or are we listening to the Seinfeld podcast? No, I'm never listening to the Seinfeld. podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, Ali's never listened to one second, even though she is as clearly noted a big Seinfeld fan. Refuses to listen to even we one. We talked episode. about this on the last podcast. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that okay, we mentioned. Hold on, sorry, Akiva. So next on my list is number six is the boyfriend. You claim Jerry's MVP. Yeah, Jerry's the, the MVP. Of the I boyfriend. Disagree. I mean, I, of the core no, four. Keith Hernandez of the is core the MVP four. The Jerry's the clear MVP. No, well, but Jerry that, drops the famous discussing. line in the episode, right? That was one magic loogie. J- J- the whole thing is Jerry. Jerry does like the, his best no, monologue the of the series. Jerry is Jerry is the best monologue of the series in that episode, right? What the, I'm saying the whole Magic Loogie thing it's like four minutes long and it, it, like that's him. Oh, I was gonna say because his monologue in the contest is pretty good. Meanwhile, I'm dating a virgin. Yeah, yeah, that is good too. Right? That's another. Alex, are you not ready to say that he advances over? Like, we're we're just promoting Jerry now. Yeah, even you're talking about it. Yeah, it's not fair. You could we could argue Jerry versus Frank or something. Akiva, are we both pushing the button on Jerry? we could dispose of this immediately. Push the button, dispose of Alex. I agree. Jerry's welcome to the final four. Cut down the nets. <laughs> Estelle, I'm sorry. I wanted a uh, an all female matchup in the final four, but it's not to be. Uh, Jerry, oh the yeah, now of the that, four that's, four like, that, that's it. Somehow makes it. Akiva, we're anti female. Yeah, that's what he's begging. Yeah. It's like exactly. Yeah. You're like Joe Biden promising a uh, female <laughs> VP. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's get to. Uh, I'm. We're gonna save the best for last. So let's get to uh, Cosmo Kramer. Mm-hmm. whose first name we don't know for many, many episodes, but we finally learn it, uh, against Newman, who has no first name. It was a very big deal. You know, Allie's much younger than we are, and I'm much younger than Alex, but the the um, it, it was a big deal when, when uh, they were like, ooh, find out this week, find out Kramer's name on Seinfeld. How yes. much younger could you possibly be than Alex? Uh, three months. Like three months. <laughs> That's the joke. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, we're the same grade. Um, so, yeah, uh, Cosmo Kramer... Against Newman. Uh, well, the, here's the question. Newman versus Frank. Who do we have winning? Are we... We can't We'll get to that. Because I'll, I'll go first and I'll say I have Kramer winning this. But, I, but man, Newman's such a great character. Yeah. It, it's is, crazy to have such but, a good, like, villain in a sitcom. There aren't a lot of, like, live action shows that have a villain like, like Newman. Like, there's no real villain on Friends because everyone's happy and hugging and winning. 
the reason Seinfeld's such a good show, Gunther, Akiva, but... I'm going to make an analogy that Ali won't get, but you might appreciate as a Spurs fan. Mm-hmm. Manu Ginobili yeah. would not play enough minutes to ever get anywhere near it. Ali, do you know Manu Ginobili? That, I love Manu Ginobili. Yeah. <laughs> of course I don't know Manu Ginobili. Oh. Go ahead. My wife calls but, him but Madam Ginobili. Manu Ginobili yeah. would have a top 10 PER year after year, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's what we're really looking at when we're comparing core four characters to like elite level, like, you know, non-core four characters. Yes. Estelle's PR might be higher than Jerry's, but it's probably pretty close, and so Jerry's volume is going to get him passed. Um, Newman's PR might be higher than, than Kramer's also. Well, the thing with Newman and Kramer that makes it interesting is, like, it would be like if Frank Costanza was up against Estelle Costanza. Yeah. Like, all of Newman's good – not all. 95% of Newman's great moments are with Kramer and – Kramer, I think, makes them better than Newman. Mm-hmm. Like, like I mean, there's I a lot of Newman versus Jerry, but that's fine. That's but that's fair. it. But like, but that's so the fi- other five percent is like the hello Newman, hello Jerry. The I know the chunky, you ate these chunky. But Kramer's always kind of yeah. still there. So yeah, can we talk about by the way in real life? If you have a Kramer in your life, if one, of, if you have like these like two best best friends, you, you being Jerry, right? And you have this guy who lives across the hall. He's your best friend. But he's also best friends with your arch enemy. Like, you can't let that stand. I don't know that Jerry feels that Kramer is his best friend. George is Jerry's best friend. I think no, Elaine is after No, but he's one of his George. three best friends. But he's I don't think he... Believe, like, I think he's just a guy who comes into his apartment. So you don't think that Jerry has love for Kramer? I think that's different. I think Jerry... It's like it's like how I constantly tell Akiva we're not friends. Not friends. Ali won't, dro- like, won't drop the F-bomb. Like, shows up. But like, you know, like he's there. He's just like there I and mean, around. Akiva, and I talk if Ali's saying that she is as good friends with you as Jerry is with with Kramer, then that means you're one of her three I'm best friends. I'm not saying I'm so. comparing it. No, to I'm like, not in the top 10. She's already said. Kramer shows up. He's obviously legitimately irritated by Kramer often. But Jerry's just sort of like a guy who's going to let this guy come into his apartment. And if Kramer needs something, he'll help him. And like, I, I almost like that's more of the LD story, right? Because that's what it's actually based on. In a very Larry David way, it's just sort of like, all right, now, like, you know, Kramer comes in and takes my food. Uh, well, hold on. If, if Jerry, Allie, if Jerry right got, if Jerry got married on the show, Kramer is going to be uh, a groomsman, right? Like, if he had three groomsmen, it's going to be Kramer. They're, they're yeah, friends. Obviously. Like, they're very good friends. Yeah. And Allie, if you get married, you know, same thing with me. Uh, <laughs> they're they're friends, but you understand what I'm saying. Yes, like Jerry yeah, yeah, would not yeah. be like, this is my friend Kramer. Like, nice to meet you. I w- like, yeah, does it, Jerry ever refer to Kramer as his friend throughout the show? I th- he probably does, but it's a good point still. Uh, is anybody voting for Newman, though? I'm, I'll vote for Kramer, but I'm getting annoyed because... Before this podcast started, or before the series started, Akiva, you said that that there was a concern that the core four would just make the final four, and how boring that would be. And I guarantee that wouldn't happen. And um, you know, we we're pretty close already. to it. I think. Well, it, I don't see who would have beaten the core. Like I, I was going to say, the fact that there's I mean, no- again, you don't see, but you know, others do. Uh, Olin Allen, one of our listeners, who, by the way, in his email, he said, "Ali, uh, you were fantastic, so good." Uh, I almost consider it to be as good as the Renat Music Videos podcast. That's how I thought of this podcast. My honest, sincere opinion, not a troll. Oh, yeah. That's so his favorite Renat podcast, this music video. Yeah. Where's the butt? Drop the butt. No, there is no butt. Oh. Oh, so he sent us his <laughs> his bracket, his completed bracket. He had Jerry losing to David Putty. Jerry did not make it. Uh, what did I say, game. though? I said Putty is the one from last week that I would have fought over Jerry. But okay. I wasn't here. So blame Amir. Okay. And I think some of the other issues were not your fault, but like... 
if some crazy person would have seeded every single character instead of randomizing it, which I think I agree with how yeah. you approached it, like it was a bad luck of the draw for some of these matchups where it was just like, so like Uncle Leo against somebody else might have advanced, but not probably not against the core four. I don't know. Against Jerry, maybe. Hold on. By the way, Olin also had Kramer losing to Newman. So he had only two of the Are core you sure four. you're well, pronouncing his name right? E-O-L-A-N. It's Olin. it's Olin. You asked him. I mean, that's how we say it every week on this on the uh, Curb podcast. How do you want to say it? I used to think it was like Elon, but I think it's Owen. Wait, he listens to the Curb podcast? He is the the me. What I was to your Seinfeld podcast, he is to the Curb podcast. He was he was before we even recorded an episode when we mentioned it. He had already watched first couple and sent us wow. emails, and he's like our Johnny yeah, Silvera. He, he's the hammer. He's so our he last email every week. So he would have corrected you by now. You gotta believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hard name though. Although I think Av actually reads the emails usually, but I'm pretty sure it's Olin. Uh, uh, but to the Newman Kramer, like I think there are some Newman stands. I've never been a Newman stand. I like I like that he's on the show, but I would never put him over Kramer. If you guys were to come in and say Newman over Kramer, I'd put up a fight, but I would like understand. I wouldn't think it's insane. Can I drop an insane take? Speaking of insane, mm-hmm. I prefer you um, didn't. But... I don't. I don't think I've read. Are, Allie, are you a fan of Will and Grace? Are you a fan of Will and Grace? Uh, I. Like yeah, watch I watched. I I haven't seen every episode, but I'm conversant. So I'm I'm not really. I have nothing against it. I just never really watched it. But for some reason, I watched the episode of Will and Grace that was the episode where on that episode they're watching the finale of Seinfeld. Does this ring a bell? Oh, I haven't seen that. No, one. No, I didn't even know it exists. All right, now you're making me doubt. Was it a different sitcom on NBC? Was it like Suddenly Susan? Well, Murphy Brown did a, did a spinover. No, 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 no. This was a later show. This was like a late 90s, early aughts show. There was a show where on the show they they get together for a Seinfeld watch party. And the reason I bring this up is because at the time I was watching this, I would have been like 13 years old or whatever. And when I watched Seinfeld, it was always, you know, by myself. Um, And it was so weird to me to see a bunch of adults in their 20s get together in an apartment in New York and watch the show. And they're all watching the episode. You don't. and, And then when Newman walks in, the whole room says, hello, Newman. And I remember as a kid, like a 13-year-old watching this and being like, is this what adults do? They get together and like they say hello, Newman, before like Newman walks in in Seinfeld. I remember being very flummoxed by it. Um, neither one of you rings a bell? No, I'm Googling I'm, Will and Grace too. Seinfeld. I'm not seeing nothing, anything. Nothing. You, so it, this was a so fever was, dream, Alex. It was a different NBC show. Google suddenly, Susan. I don't. Again, this show's no on the way. I know, but I'm Googling NBC. Seinfeld finale crossover NBC. Yeah. It mm. wasn't a crossover. It was just like that was like one part of the episode. Somebody, somebody listening to this will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we have about, some real right? TV maniacs. Somebody will know. Unless is it possible I made this complete? It's possible, but if it exists. It's a good idea. I believe yeah. that it would have happened. I just rem- I remember the whole, I remember that, like, it was the main character who was a female, which is why I thought it was um, Deborah Messing. And also she was on Seinfeld, obviously. And she's talking to, like, her one friend in, like, the main room that we all, like, the main set of the show. And in, like, the back bedroom, the whole crowd watching Seinfeld all says, hello, Newman. And they sort of pause and look at it. And she's like, I'm missing the episode. Did, no, did you dream no, no. about right. Seinfeld a lot? No, but this isn't like a th- recent thought I had. Like this is like in my memory from something that happened twenty right. years. If ago. it again, if it if it exists, then we'll have a listener who will remember. Yeah. It. All right. So anyway, um, and, and by the way, just while we're talking about Olin Allen's uh, bracket that he mm. sent us, he had David Putty beating Elaine and going to the championship. Well, that's wrong. Yeah, and it's well, funny because I, I just said to Allie that I think Putty was was much bigger with the women than the men. Like, I don't think that's true. I, I, I might didn't be respond wrong. to you when you said that, yeah. but I don't think that's true. I mean, I, I don't know. I never identified with Putty. Dripping with that with that, uh, with that, that animal sexuality, right? I just, I, he's like, I, I could never see myself hanging out with Putty. 
Yeah. Well, that's, well, again, that doesn't so... make a good sign. But like, okay, could you see yourself hanging out with Newman? No, I, I guess, guess not really. That's I. <laughs> I mean, Allie, I do a podcast with him once a week. So, I was gonna yes. say, I guess you what always hang out with Newman. But I don't want to say I'm anything. the Newman. I thought you said I was the George. <laughs> All right, Mr. Weatherby. Um, so here's. I don't think Alex. I don't think Allie even gets that. She's too young. That's from Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh yeah, but <laughs> it's bad. it's from Archie comics. I understand, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I I got all the references all the way around. He's probably. Well, why wouldn't she get it? Archie's like a top show for the that's, X-Men that. Is that is true. I don't watch that. She doesn't watch it. She's yeah. I used to read the Archie and Veronica comic books. The Double Digest. Leave me alone now. <laughs> let's move to the next thing. Are we done uh, with this? So is Kramer? Get- I don't even have to push Kramer. No, yeah, Kramer's going to win here um, for us. Let's get to the final spot the in the Costanza final four. Off. It's George against Frank Costanza. Now, again, before this episode, I you know, long before we did this uh, on the podcast, I had ranked all the characters of Seinfeld from one to whatever, and George was number one and Frank was number two. Frank is the second best character on the show, and I sort of came to an epiphany last week while doing this podcast, which is that like Frank is the more distilled or less distilled. Frank is the purer version I don't know what distilled means, apparently. Frank is the purer version of George um, in a way that Morty is like, like, like George is a slightly more sane version of Frank in the same way that Jerry is a more sane version of Morty. Like, and you're like, how could George be less sane than somebody? Look at Frank Costanza. Frank Costanza, every scene he's in, he's a complete psychopath. George is a complete psychopath 80% of the time. Frank is 100. Every episode that Frank's in, he dominates. Every scene he dominates, he like, he gets, Frank is the MVP. Frank's beating George. What's the best Frank Costanza episode? Like, what's if you if you wanted to explain Frank Costanza, what episode would you show a, a Seinfeld neophyte? That I could drop you like a I, bag of dirt. Oh, I I, w- I would just play the voicemail that he leaves for Morty. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. I was thinking the. Fatigue. I mean, I, I I play that in my wife's family uh, group chat. I I drop that link every time we're on our way down to Florida. No. They're probably waiting for I just it. love No it. one in that entire group has ever seen yeah, Southland. They're probably waiting for you to get the X. Group of people. Um, yeah. The fatigues, I think, <laughs> is the answer. Is that what the where the nail pol- the nail salon? Uh, it's a, no, that's where Lomez asks for them to make an Orthodox uh, Jewish singles. Yeah, the Jewish singles uh, night at the night. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember the ma- the yeah. A plot of the fatigues. Okay, so which is the one yeah. where he's like he speaks Korean? Uh, isn't it the same episode? That might be a couple of episodes. That's what I. That's what I said. Is yes. that the yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, it's the memories yeah, of the yeah, Korean that's War. Yeah, the same episode because he has the flashback. The flashback to Guys, Korea. that's what. I was, so that's. A, yeah. I think that's a great episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't love the episode, but it's a good episode where, for Frank. Where's that ranked, Alex? Because I, I think the fatigues is good. That's low for me. The fatigues. Let's see. The fatigues is number thirty-eight for me. Number fifty-four overall. He's like, you look down at your knife. That's when he's writing for the catalog. The, the foods are so oh, absurd. It's a, t- it's a top. The foods at the on, at the fatigues are so absurd. Also, it's like they got like Hanukkah food, but it's you know it's yeah. like the summer. I don't know. It's insane. It's too bad they didn't have a single Jew in the writers' yeah. room who knew what a yeah, Jew was. I don't know what they're doing yeah. there. All right, so I'm gonna like George. You know, I think it, I think two things. Can, sometimes you can have a player who's the best player but not the MVP, and I think that's the situation here. Like George Costanza is both the best uh, character on a television show in history, and yet he's not better than Frank Costanza. All right, and Alex is trying Can to I push ask- Frank, I'm, and I'm going with George, so it's completely up to Allie. Okay, so here's the thing, and I was afraid when you were going to George and Frank last because you seem so committed, Alex, and fair enough that you don't want it to be the core four because you don't want to be shown that you were wrong to include the core four in this podcast, but 
Well, I mean, it's, you, I don't a think right. Jerry's I, the one who should be out. If we George, started but. with Frank and George, I don't think you would be voting for Frank. I agree. Well, I was because I said he just doesn't I want the chalk last week. Okay, but I no, also but I did think, say la- no. I said last week I was going to. I said I said that Frank was the better version of George. But here's my question. So let's go back to something that's been haunting me from the first podcast we did. Uh, when you said that, like Larry David's existence potentially cast a shadow over George and Jason Alexander's yeah. portrayal of George. How, yes. if that is true, which I don't agree that it's true, but if that's true, how does Frank entering as just a version of George make Frank like not cast a shadow on Frank? No, it's the other way around. George is just a version of Larry. No, Gaynor. no, but in terms of Frank is a psychopath. But Frank who, is just a version. Is just all of the rage of George in his short scenes that he, he's in. Like he just is. I agree with you that he's like an ins- more insane George. But I think he's more insane because you don't see him when he's not insane. Like he's no he's Frank older is always and you insane. Only see I his think. parts where he's, he's insane. Insane. when is Frank normal? No, no, no. But if, if Frank was George's age, like that's what I'm saying. Like I think George will fully evolve. Ah, like, it, okay, Pokemon that I evolutions. agree. Like he oh, George with that's age will yeah. fully evolve to Frank. So like we're seeing Frank at his peak psychosis. And yeah, he's so he's George. like a finely aged wine. George is not ripe yet all the way. Well, so George why would you go for the unripe banana when you got that nice ripe banana just sitting there? Well, in that sense, I feel like you should vote Stopping for Newman short. over Kramer because all you see, it's like to me, Frank's one note in a great way. I love that note. It's part of my favorite song, but I still like George because of everything that he gives, the the range of the character and not just, you know, I love when Frank and Elaine, that's one of my favorite scenes of all time, have that you want a piece of me moment. Like that. that's iconic but to me george is the more like dynamic character the more interesting character with consistently funny moments and frank is great when you get him it's always like a 10 but that's it so i'm also voting for george but so being a 10 that's it like 10 by uh, isn't this out of a scale of 10 is does that mean he's perfect no not a 10 out of that but like at a 10 level wise like he's just always Uh, yelling about something like Mm -hmm. So the core four has made the final four. So could we do a can we do a quick nit? Al, you know what the nit is? Yeah. The well, no. Oh yeah, she went to to Northwestern. She knows what the nit is. No, but Akiva, (laughs) but we (laughs) we have to wait until we have a winner because I thought you want to have everybody who lost. Yes, that's fine. That that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, it's ever right. I thought we were just going to, but for these purposes, I feel like it's really just a conversation with Estelle, Frank, Peterman, and Newman. I don't think we should re-put the reinsert the core four people who lose. Well, no, I, I, don't, I have a different way of doing it, which I'll propose. Uh, you'll see what okay, we're fine. But let's find okay. it. I, I look forward okay. to your proposal. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let, Jerry let's, versus uh, Elaine. Let's have a... Back to the other side of the bracket. All right. All right not a lot of drama here. I think Elaine's going to sweep, but uh, I, I'd be willing to hear arguments for Jerry. But I think Elaine, is, Elaine, Elaine. Is, is, a clear, is a clear one. Okay. Now, I will, I will say one thing about Elaine, who I don't think should be in the championship. But, um, you know, I mean, she was on the easier side of the bracket, obviously, because George and Frank and, 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 and Kramer and Newman or everyone's on the other side. Um, so that's her good fortune, obviously. But we were having a debate in the 32 Fans patron group chat uh, a couple of months ago about who's had the greatest post-Seinfeld career of everybody associated with Seinfeld. And the debate There's no falls debate. to... It's, 
Well, well it's Jerry it? or Elaine, and I think there's a debate. Or, or you're saying LD. Wait, are you including LD? No, it's it's it's, it's LD oh, okay. or JLD. Yeah. Well, no, Jerry's not even in the conversation. But LD's not on the why show. Would Comedians in cars getting coffee is that good? No, Jerry B-movie? sells out arenas doing. But the he was same doing that beforehand for thirty years. What is it? He was doing that before. He was doing that way though. before Seinfeld. Like, I mean, I hear what Ali's saying. Like money but wise, but no, no. Me, you don't like, like the B movie, Alex? There's no way. Hold Dude, on, Ali. Are you really going to say that you think that Hold Jerry on. has had a more successful career since the year 2000 well, than my, Larry David? Well, I, first of all, I didn't put Larry David into the mix. I was considering just uh, the core four, so we can okay. talk about that. But it's to me that's also like trajectory, right? From like where he was to where he is now. Mm-hmm. Like Jerry, when you like ask what Jerry wanted to be, do- like to me, it's like what did what does someone want to be doing? Like Jerry wouldn't want to be in Veep. I don't think Jerry would want to be having. Uh, he didn't even want to be in this show. Like, Jerry's doing exactly what Jerry wants to do, which is continuing. And, and hold on, and Larry isn't? No, I'm not saying that Larry isn't, but to me, like, well, what's their net worth? Is Larry David's net worth, like, insanely more than Jerry Seinfeld? I think it's basically the same, right? I just think yeah, the think reason that LD, but I think the reason that LD stands out is because he was like relatively unknown prior, and now he's like a face that you would recognize. But Jerry, like, I think Jerry has ju- is just has been just as successful at doing exactly what he wants to do. He never had a flop of a movie that I had to watch on vacation, which I hated. You think the B movie that he's talking about the HBO yeah. movie, you, you don't think the B movie was a flop? B movie is one of my all time favorite movies. It's incredible. Oh, wow. So I've never seen it. Jerry Truther. Yeah, she loves Jerry. The B movie is an incredible movie and clear history is just objectively terrible. Yeah, it's so bad. There's I'm like sorry. one, there was one or two funny moments at the beginning of clear history, but it is really an awful movie. Have, have you, your kids watched B movie? B movie is a great movie. I will have them watch it actually. There's, they have nothing but time for the next several months. Um, Have you ever yeah. seen Sour, has anybody ever seen Sour Grapes? Wait, Av and I are actually doing a podcast about it. So, okay, <laughs> Ali, have you ever seen Sour Grapes? Do you even know? Do you know what it is? It's like so I, old. I don't, but I really, really do love every time like you pitch something, and then Alex is already uh, doing a podcast <laughs> with somebody else. With someone else, he's completely, he's completely <laughs> cheating on you me. You were not invited to join I'm, that podcast. I am. Listen, I'm on the outs here. Imagine if Rob was like, "Listen, I have a Seinfeld-related thing, but it's me and Wiggler, and sorry, maybe Mike Bloom will join." Oh, that's coming. That's fully coming. I'm surprised they still invite you on to Curb, it's, even though it was your idea. It would be funny. Maybe next episode I won't be invited <laughs> on the finale. They'll be like, oh, "Actually, uh, we couldn't record. We had to record on Shabbat." They'll be like, "You brought Ali on, so now, <laughs> sorry, we don't trust you." Um, I I think that um, with the George uh, Kramer thing. Can we? You could argue, but then I think we should like say it at the same time who we think is going to win. Because I think whoever wins George Kramer has got a good chance. Wait, to win are the we? Thing. Are we over the? Uh, who's the most successful? So oh, sorry. I, I, oh, yeah. Um, I, I think LD. Oh, oh here is my question, Allie. If Jerry, assuming in a in a in a pre or post Corona world, if Jerry was doing stand up for like you know eighty five dollars a ticket or whatever they charge, uh, you know, in in Midtown, would you go in twenty twenty? I've seen Jerry live, and I would see him again. He had a residency at the Beacon that he sold out like yeah, at once a month. Beacon. What are you talking but about? But he tells the same jokes that he like. You'll see the same stuff. I know. My friend, and that's his philosophy. Yeah. He, he keeps mixed in. He mixed in a little bit. Uh, but Akiva, the Rolling Stones have been uh, been touring for fifteen. Music years. is keeps, different than he comedy. He keeps a third, and he recycles. He talked about this on a great. Actually, for anyone who's interested, I don't know if you guys have seen this. There was a phenomenal HBO special. Well, actually, it might be canceled now because Louis. No, Case Ricky Gervais it. was in it though. It's Ricky so, Gervais. No. You don't like Ricky Gervais? Yeah, Chris Rock. Chris Rock and Jerry. Uh, and Ricky Gervais just doesn't belong there. These are like three of the greatest stand-ups of all time. Well, Ricky, Ricky Gervais is not a stand-up. Well, he, yes, he does stand-up. He's done. I mean, but he's he no one would ever say he. He has a no great comedy ever, special that is very good. 
Eh. Gervais? Uh, uh, Allie, I'm sorry to regretting having you on this podcast. What? Why, why do you, why I'm, you, I'm you surprised s- it took one and a half podcasts <laughs> to get you to feel that way. Why are you Most so anti-Gervais? I joke, I joke. All right, but of all the people to take issue with who are in that talking funny special, I don't think Ricky Gervais is the guy, but... Oh, oh, you mean Louis. To save for people from watching it, Jerry talks about that. Like, Chris Rock deletes his whole set and, and starts again. Jerry talks about famously. coming yeah. for the uh, for the hits. And, and you know, whatever. I had a great time when I went to see Jerry, and I would definitely see him again. I've told the story that my friend went to see him in Tel Aviv and had a good time. And then he went back. Jerry came three years. He must kill in Tel Aviv. Yeah, Jerry came back two years <laughs> later. And it was funny because he said the person next to him was like Israeli. He's like, is he bringing like George, Elaine, and Kramer with him? Um, the the uh, Like two and a half years later, he saw Jerry again. And Jerry did the exact same set. Like he came to the same city and did not change one joke. My friend like had spent a lot of money to take his wife out on the the on like a date. And he was so upset. That he went to see Chris Rock like two weeks later when he came to the same venue. And Rock brought Jesselnick, Michelle Wolf, and Jeff Ross with him. And he's like, oh, it's like a different sport right now, like Rock versus Jerry Seinfeld. So I'm not a huge fan of Jerry's, you know, uh, 21st century stand-up. But, okay, let's get back to the question, though, which is like... Uh, one thing I don't like, and LD does this too, is I don't love when a comedian is like, "Look how rich I am." Jerry does a lot of that in his new material. That's like, interesting. How rich he is. That's interesting because it's interesting, but he it's didn't not, touch like, it like, for like, years, right? Like, he never. You like I, they always say like he never really mentioned Seinfeld in his stand up, and he never talked about how rich he was. So that's fascinating that you're saying that now he does because he should. Like that's all. It, I, I know you're saying that it's not relatable. It's not funny to you, but like, it's interesting that he's like a comedian that also has a half billion dollars, Allie. All right. Well, let's get back to the. Well, I think honestly, the answer is sort of like it's a three way tie because like the three of them are doing what they would want to be doing. Like Jerry's a, Jerry's a failure. Every single thing he did since the show has failed. This is like an insane. The thing. marriage Wait, ref. What about the, the marriage ref? B movie didn't fail. Marriage ref failed. His career yes, it did. There's a reason he didn't make any other movies. No, I think he didn't want it. No, B movie made money. He didn't want to. B movie made money. He's like, I've watched interviews. B movie was derided, but I understand it's your favorite movie. I'm not trying to. It's not my favorite movie, but I don't think it's a bad movie. But 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 you could acknowledge that it was deemed a failure. It both commercially and critically. Oh, I didn't know that. I I don't know that. I'm not saying it it wasn't. I just I don't know that. Yeah, it does have a 50% Rotten Tomatoes, but I think it made money. I think you just, I think But it's you, a kid's movie. It made three hundred million dollars. Yeah. It You're made, crazy, it made Alex. So much why did it make more movies? Office. I thought everybody said it was a big video. No. It made two hundred and eighty seven point six million dollars at the box office. I thought the irony was it's called B movie, it's tongue in cheek that it's a B movie, but actually it's the irony is that it actually really is a B movie. It had a hundred and fifty million dollar budget, so okay. it made hundred and fifty right, million dollars. Yeah. But so what else did Jerry try and fail at? Just the marriage ref. Everything he's done. Oh, like, Tom I, Papa opened for him like when the, I saw the, him. <laughs> the running joke of like stand up is that like whenever a veteran, like somebody who did a TV show comes back to do stand up after, it's because uh, and they're like, oh, I just do it for the love of the game. And like the running joke is that's a lie. I think uh, like Adam Carolla talks. It's a lie. Like they're doing it because they had a divorce. So they lost a bunch of money from Madoff or something. Well, Chris like. Rock but talks I about that really in his stand up. Like, oh, yeah, I'm only here because I just got divorced. But. Jerry yeah. loves stand up. I, I think that's totally. No, no. Jerry is the exception yeah. to that. I would argue. But um, I mean, there's no way. There's no way to p- com- compare Jerry to what, LD or, or, What's or the Jerry documentary? Why? But why? He's doing well, exactly what because he he's wants done nothing do. of note in the last twenty years. That's why he's a touring comic like a million other people. Larry has w- made arguably the second best comedy of all time. 
for, you know, and he's become like an enormous pop culture hero. He's like on he's on SNL and everywhere he goes, you know. And JLD has become like the best comedic actress of all. Yeah, time. I think J- JLD probably wins though, Allie, just because like she is the most acclaimed actor or actress on the comedy side, like critically probably of this century. You know, she's also my sorority sister. So no, I love. Yeah, JLD. but but, L, but LD is still much bigger than her. Well, so the the well, ultimate. But the, how are you measuring? This is what I keep trying to like say is like, yeah. what are you by what standard are you measuring it? Like JLD does not want to create Who curb Who's your the enthusiasm. Winner? Who's the winner of Seinfeld post Seinfeld? Hold on, but like to me, yeah. they're all doing what they want to be doing, and that to me is the metric of did you like Jason Alexander is not doing You're what he winners. wants to be doing. They're not all winners. Kramer, <laughs> Michael Richards, is certainly not doing what he wants to be he doing. He did what he wanted to do. <laughs> well, fair enough. Clearly. Have you guys seen the 2002 movie Comedian, the documentary? Yes. Allie, you would really with, like with, it, I with, think. With Jerry. Yeah, it's, that sounds familiar. It's Jerry, it and it's like a guy, Orny Adams, who's like an up-and-coming comic at that time. It's like 15 years old at this point. Down and going. Um, and uh, it's really good. You should You should check it out. It's good. It's a- also, Jerry, anyway, just so- his last special was really good that people, I thought that was a hit too. Where he like did pictures of his life yeah, yeah, and yeah. interwoven with A lot of people up. doing that now on their Netflix specials, like bringing their family album or showing like home videos. People can't just do like 50 minutes of stand up anymore. There's so much shtick going on in, in stand up. Uh, Alex, we discussed how bad Pete kid. Davidson's special was, right? I don't think it was it, bad it was enough so to bad. bring it up on multiple It was podcasts. so bad. The title is good, though. Yeah, it was a good title, yeah, but it was, it was he, his delivery stinks. Especially now, by the way. <laughs> um, but the re- anyway, so I think the general consensus in the, in the group chat that we had was that if you're saying relative growth, the obvious winner is LD. If you're saying current height, then you could argue it's JLD over LD. Well, I think JLD also has a, a trajectory argument, too. No, because she was Larry David was literally nothing in two thousand. Like no Did, one. Did it wasn't JLD like pretty much unknown before Seinfeld two? No, no, no. We're talking about post Seinfeld. We're talking. Oh, you're oh you're talking Seinfeld about the show. Okay, the not before they st- like when they get cast no, no, no. in the role. Okay, in the last twenty years. In the last twenty years, who okay, has had well, the most successful career? That's fine. Of everybody involved. I understand. With I, you could. Uh, I didn't understand the point of the the start yeah. po- starting point. Well, okay. So the reason I brought this whole thing up though <laughs> is to argue. That because JLD, unlike Jerry, for most people, has been so phenomenally successful post-Seinfeld, similar to Larry, because JLD has been so phenomenal post-Seinfeld, I think it retroactively boosts her. Uh, to give another example, when people do... Uh, when, okay. When the Ringer, <laughs> no, no, no. When The Ringer, no, no, when the no, Ringer no, no. did their rankings... Then the let's get Sidra back here. Be like, what? Huh? We, let's get Sidra back. Uh, she should be yeah, it's in, true. in the t- final four because Terry Hatcher's... Yeah, Courtney Cox. Bring Courtney Cox You interrupted me. I'm making literally the exact opposite argument. What I'm saying is is exactly... What I'm saying is because she's been so phenomenally successful post-Seinfeld, we are giving her undeserved credit that she hasn't earned for Seinfeld. We remember her better oh, on Seinfeld because... Oh, that's also wrong. That's also wrong. No, you're yeah, Ali, Alex. Excuse me. Your Alex is is revis, uh, is revising history completely. Like Elaine started coming on more. Like the, I mean, the little kicks is a late episode. No, I'm not saying Elaine isn't amazing. Uh, yeah. okay, I'm not saying Elaine isn't amazing. I'm saying if you polled people on their feelings of the core four in 1998 versus if you polled them in 2020. Elaine is much higher now, and it's not because she hasn't made a good Seinfeld episode in 22 years. So it's not because of Seinfeld, right? She's if it's a Hall of Fame vote, right? She's moving up in the voting every year. Okay, I don't even know why we're arguing this point because let's talk. Well, we haven't even discussed because, because Elaine on the show. People, 
this is a pet peeve of mine that people do all the time. So The Ringer had a bracket to determine the best uh, ever cast member from SNL. And I already had made my SNL ranking, obviously. And what annoyed me is they obviously, had people yeah. on there who had phenomenally, insanely successful career. Like um, um, Bill Murray, insanely successful career post-SNL. He wasn't... The, he wasn't close to like when he was on SNL wasn't cl- or Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy was so in a, a great on SNL. They left after a year, but you can't. But he was only on SNL for a year, right? You can't compare to Phil Hartman, who was dominating for fifteen years, or Will right, Ferrell, Ellie? or, or uh, you know. Here's huh? here's my here's why I so think what that's I'm just different. We, we 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 we're positive. Elaine gets too. We are positively associating Elaine. We think better on Elaine because it's JLD and we love her and she's done so many other good things. Well, we haven't even gotten a chance to talk about Elaine as Elaine. So here's why I think it's different. I, I don't think that's completely untrue, right? But like, yet we're able to separate Michael Richards from Kramer. But here, here's why I think this is different because Elaine, well, the he hasn't character, done anything good. What do you mean? The, no, but I'm saying if we're if we're saying Kramer's in the top four, and you said that he could have been the final two, depending on the yeah. the bracket, like we're separating him the other way, like we're, we're not, not getting, him, demoting him because yeah. of him. That's but true. Yep. but I think as a the, the reason I think SNL is different is because on SNL, like you are Eddie Murphy on SNL, and yes, you do a bunch yeah. of characters, but you're Eddie no, Murphy. Of like yeah, yeah. she's not JLD on the show, and fair enough that some people might boost her. Here's my pitch for Elaine. I really don't think the show works without Elaine. That's not just because, like, the pilot didn't work without Elaine, although I liked the pilot. Elaine is, like, so ahead of her time for a female character on the show. And so much of that is because of JLD, because of, like, some of the problems in the writing early on. But she is, like, the quintessential cool girl, like... She hangs with the guys. She still is desired by the guys. Like, she has female friends, although those relationships are a little strained. Like, (laughs) she, to me, like, she also, what Jerry doesn't have that Kramer really has is, well, she has smart lines like George and Jerry, but she also has physical comedy. And, like, she was pushed and allowed herself to, like, look stupid, the little kicks. But there's also a lot of other physical comedy with Elaine that I think really shines. Like, she's sort of the best of both worlds between all the three, or all worlds between the three of them. Like, I just think she's so important as a female character. She's so important to the show. And uh, I don't even know where else I'm going with that. That's she's, it. And she's that's the realist. Now you're talking about Julia. No, more than no, 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 no. No, I'm talking Elaine, about Elaine completely. Elaine is also the realist person. Like, there are a thousand Elaines on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. And there's, you know, a few Jerry's and no Kramer's or George's, really. <laughs> to, like, I don't think I'm talking about when I, everything I just said was completely about Elaine, yeah. not about Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Although, maybe it's true about Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Like, I think, like, the fact that she has these smart banter she holds her own with these three men in terms of the writing she dates she works she has all of these like dimensions as opposed to just like the waitress that they wanted in the pilot like i think she's a really important character with really funny moments and she's the mvp of several episodes in her own right also and that's not just because she's julie dreyfus yeah i'm with you yeah no i mean she's great but um i i just think that she's because I mean, and also I think you just highlighted how great the acting it, the performance by her is. Because again, the writing was not great. This show did not write for women well, and the fact that she did so much with it is really a credit to uh, to JLD. But that's but, but why uh, is got- that different than saying like the what? Uh, like I don't understand why we have to separate the acting from our overall yeah. feelings about the character and like what was funny about. No, it. No, we don't. We don't have to. I'm just saying that she deserves props. Remember, a- remember, I mean, Alex like also started this podcast, Ali, by saying that he was voting for the person he'd most want to hang out with. 
Uh, I'm just so confused because to me, like it's it's like Jerry that's gets not, is that's not what I meant to say. If that's what I said, <laughs> that's, that's definitely what, I meant what you said. Jerry is dinged because he's not a good actor. Elaine is dinged because jo- JLD is, is such too a good, good actor. Of an actor. George and Frank are rewarded because like they're such great actors with the material. So like, no, no, hold on. I wasn't dinging Elaine because she's a good actress. Well, you just said she gets praise she doesn't deserve as a character because JLD. Is I, so I, I think we we like the character more because because of of us knowing more. By the way, that's obviously true about Watley. There's no question that we love I, well, Watley I don't, way more. We now. had this whole debate already on the last the first episode. Yeah. I liked Watley then because I'm not a, I didn't watch um Bring Bad. really Malcolm in the Middle and I didn't the I'm most familiar with uh oh my god now I'm playing Cranston Brian Cranston Brian from Cranston Seinfeld from like Broadway oh okay and but, Seinfeld but even but even if you even if you've never seen anything else Brian Cranston's done you're aware of the fact that he's bigger in pop culture now than he was then but like Watley to me is such an iconic character. And yes, part, part of it is because he's such a good actor and part of the reason he's so famous because he's such a good actor. But like to me, the other people like George, uh, Jerry's fiance, who's Courtney Cox, Akiva mentioned, and so, like there are other people that don't break through at like Beth Lookner to me is not so iconic because she's Deborah Messing. Like there are so many characters like that on Seinfeld. But I think when we watch it, so when we watched this show for the first time, I'm speaking for me and Keith who are watching it, I think, in real time. You might have been a little bit behind. When we watch a show in real time, and again, I'm speaking for me, maybe maybe Keith disagrees, we didn't know, I didn't know any actors in Hollywood. I wasn't like, you know, holding in Hollywood the way I am now. or like So I didn't know who anybody was when they came on the show. And so I hadn't, but now there's sort of this thrill when you rewatch old episodes, oh wow, there's that guy who I know from a million different movies or TV shows, and he's playing a one-minute character on Seinfeld, and that's really enjoyable, right? So we enjoy, like, I think I think it'd be hard to argue, even if you never watched a single episode of Breaking Bad or Malcolm in the Middle, and I never did watch a single episode of Malcolm in the Middle, even before Breaking Bad, because of Malcolm in the Middle's existence, I liked Watley more. Because I'm like, oh, there's that guy who's on that show that they're constantly advertising for when I'm watching football on Sundays on but- Fox. He had his own show. I, I believe I watched Seinfeld and knew Watley before I knew Cranston. Malcolm in the Middle or Cranston. Like, I guess I just don't know what the point is. Yeah. <laughs> what can we're we, can we go about. to Kramer versus George? No, I don't know. For I, I, yeah, not arguing, I, what, but like, what, what, just, like I think it's yeah. interesting. But I, like to me, that doesn't take away or add to like how hilarious being Jewish for the jokes is to me, and mm-hmm. how often I accuse people of that in my everyday life. Mm. Yeah. But do you guys like that general? Like, uh, I'll give you a better example. I was just watching Groundhog Day for the first time. Ever. And, and Groundhog Day randomly has a one-minute scene with Michael Shannon. It's the very first movie he was ever in. I love that feeling. I love that feeling of watching a very old piece of mm-hmm. entertainment that has in it famous people who weren't famous then or weren't famous to me then. But on the rewatch, I then pick up, oh, wow, this is, like, I love that feeling. Oh, and yeah, that's fun. That feeling in spades. But I yeah. don't think and Elaine as a character so much of that. gets too much credit because of how famous yeah. JLD is. Yeah. But I don't disagree that it's like not fun to like spot the celebrity in an yeah. old show. Yeah, I think Elaine goes from like a 9.9 to a 10 is what I'm saying. I think I probably had well, a 9.9 that's fair. I mean, you can yeah. feel that she goes from a 1 to a 10. No. Like, no, I don't mean to be I, like, I this is for not true. Yeah. Okay, fine. So let's get to George versus Kramer. I think we started yes. the podcast by saying how that's sort of the, the big debate that people always have. We also and just I've, made I've our own debates, about this. even though the bracket's not being debated. So look at that yeah. content we're generating. Yeah. George. All right, Ali, why don't you give us your George opinion? George versus Kramer. Well, I kind of like Akiva's. Well, I guess if we all say it at the same time and we end up at the same place, we like have no debate. Right. Yeah, you could. You, 
And on this and on this matter, there yeah, can be I no mean, debate. You can, yeah, you want to give like a, a a plus a plus or a con for both of them, Allie? To not spoil sure. It. This feels very much like being in a sorority. Okay, so I will say we, we know we I, know I, the I will, frat and sorority life very well, Allie. So I, I, I will say with Kramer, I don't. We, we have. Know, I spent a lot of time. You really? In sorority, so yeah, because oh, when you were like hanging out at Michigan, Michigan, but not in your actual yeah. Doctor Jen is like a a a fee, right? Something like no. that. Oh, okay. She's a good Midwestern I was girl. close. Um, okay. Not really. There are plenty of good Northwest. Uh, were there, were there, were there, there are frats plenty of good in, in Penn, Alex? First of all. There are frats at Penn. Yes. It's it's like the Greek. It's I think it's called the Greek Ivy. It's like 90% people are in fraternities. And you were, you were in the number, 10%? Me, but. Yeah. But because, oh. like, to be honest, if you're like an Orthodox yeah. Jew, that's sort of... I mean, there are Orthodox Jews in one fraternity and one sorority, but it's a little unnecessary because, like, you already have, like, the cohort mm-hmm. of what a fraternity provides, like, the sort of the, the social yeah, And circle. they didn't accept you, but sure, I got it. Okay. Yes, of course. Yes. All right. So, with Kramer, I don't I, – I already said this on the first episode that we talked about this, but, like – I am not one of the people who like loved Kramer as a kid and then grew up to start loving George. I loved George as a kid. And then only now do I really start appreciating not only now, but like as I moved up in the world and age, I started really appreciating what Michael Richards was doing with the character. And I think that Kramer is like maybe the most unique person on TV. Like have, has there been a per, I know it's been often imitated, but has there ever been a character like Kramer before or after ever again? Like, I just think Kramer is one of the most unique people I've ever seen in any sort of pop culture. Uh, but but as a wacky neighbor, that's sort of a cliche from before him. But that's and but that it's was, not. Like, Urkel was the main character of a show where he was the wacky neighbor. But I don't think he's just the wacky neighbor, right? Because he also dates women. He's somehow successful. He like is friends with people from Jerry to Bob Sacamano to Newman. Like his his life is just so crazy, and it works. And I, it's like not about him failing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though he should be failing. Like, it's so unique. He's not Urkel. He's not... Yes, he's the joke, but he's, like, in on the joke. He's not the butt of the joke. It's not, like, embarrassing. Like, he he pulls it off. Yeah, and he can be the protagonist. Like, Urkel, for all his greatness, like, you're never really in Urkel's house. You never meet Urkel's parents once on Family Matters. Uh, you know, and similar other, like, 80s and 90s sitcoms with a wacky neighbor... Like, you're not at their house. You're never seeing it from their eyes. Like, they're not scenes with just them and not the, not the you know, the protagonist family or whatever. Where obviously Seinfeld has plenty of Kramer scenes without any of the other core four. Um, yeah. I don't know. And wh- what's your what's your George take, Allie? So I, so I really do like Kramer. With George, it's just like, and this is, I actually talked to Missy a lot about this because she agreed that it's not, he's not Larry David. He's not I merely doing a Larry David impression. Um, and, and Missy suggested that the difference is the rage, like, and to me, the difference is not a yes, exactly the rage, but it's also like the sincerity and the conviction that George has, like every single thing he says, it's like, he truly believes this from somewhere, even like, there's nothing that doesn't pass the laugh test through Jason Alexander's performance, even though almost everything he does is like absolutely ludicrous. We're like on curb, for example, like, let's take last week. It was just like the half, the last half of the episode for me was just like a big like eye roll to like everything Larry David was doing. Whereas George, like everything is believable, and that's what's so good it's about not it. It's just like genuine yeah. rage. Yeah. It's I mean, there's there's a little cringe, but it's just like 
he makes it work so well. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say about it. Um, I don't think you're wrong, Allie. I just think that that's just an argument that that character is more enjoyable as a poor man for whom everything is life and death than as a rich guy for whom nothing really matters. But even when George was on top, right? Like even that when doesn't George mean they're not the, the same Yankees, character. But even when George yeah. is at the Yankees, it's it, maybe it's like it's a ver- okay, it's a version of the same thing. Like Urkel's a version of the wacky neighbor, and Kramer's a version of the wacky neighbor. But to me, George is like so much more like nuanced. I don't even know how to say it? Like. It's, like, yeah, nuance, dynamic, no. whatever. Wait, you think, than Larry you David. think George is more believable as a human being than Larry David? Larry David on Curb? Uh, yeah. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, George I mean, is like a regular like schlub George, in the we city. Don't know any, like, people yeah. Have half, half yeah. a billion dollars. Speak for yourself, but yeah. sure. <laughs> I know Akiva. Um, Akiva, Akiva <laughs> has no money anymore. Um, the. Well, that's none of us true. have any money anymore. The, um, okay. Here's the deal. Uh, I'm gonna decide based on if one of the two these two guys had to miss like six episodes for whatever reason, would the episodes be better without you know? What would the episodes suffer more without George or without Kramer? That's how I'm deciding it because it's close. And you guys could have your own metrics. Are we ready to to count to three and then say who wins or Alex? Do you have anything else to say? Well, uh, Alex hasn't said yeah. anything. Well, I like that. Well, but I've, I've I've shared my opinion about these two characters before. I didn't I do it on the first episode. Well, so I could have said the same thing. Oh, so I'm going to say something very insulting. But Kramer is the non-sophisticates favorite character, and George is the sophisticates favorite character. When I was a kid, Kramer was my favorite character by far. And then, George, you realize as you grow up how much deeper and crazier is. And this is not to say Kramer's not amazing, because Kramer's an amazing character. Kramer, he's one of my favorite characters ever, but I think George just runs circles okay. around him. Not to give anything away, but that's he feels that you're a dummy if you yeah. like Kramer over George, Allie. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but I already, I like, I guess I'm I started punchy tonight, my... baby. Listen, I've been stuck in this house for weeks on end with my kids. I'm, I'm ready to murder somebody. It's been, it's it been three days, Alex. It hasn't been weeks. <laughs> I started like my. Feels um, like months. I well, I started like, like my, all those memes that say like you know second day of uh of uh you know isolation. It's been six weeks since blank. So. Yeah. <laughs> I started my rant by already like responding to that. I I can see that, but de- definitely feel differently personally. But totally see that. All right, we're ready to vote. Okay. All right, so on the count of three, we'll say we'll say either George or Kramer. All right, one, two, three. George. George. <laughs> three nothing. Three nothing. All right. Wow. Sorry, Cosmo. Sorry, Cosmo. We really built that up even though we all knew it was going to be three nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that was a nice uh, fluff. Akiva, Akiva's going to write uh, Michael Richards a letter later apologizing. All right. Michael Richards not <laughs> so on George any social media, right? That would be crazy. Yeah. I assume not. Yeah. He probably would not be super popular. I, I would love him to like put out a tweet mildly critical like Barack Obama four years ago. See how that goes. No, <laughs> Um, yeah, I would love right, so that. Jo- Wouldn't that just be so funny? So funny. <laughs> all right, so it's George against the lane. Uh, I don't think this is a contest. Again, not to diminish a lane, but um, you know, George has beaten Kramer, and George is going to beat a lane, in my opinion. But my question, Allie, is: Are these the two correct finalists? So I actually, when I was like thinking about a lane, I was like, wait, am I like making an argument for a lane to beat George? And then I watched like. A 15 second clip of George and I was like no 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 it's George <laughs> so uh, I did get close to thinking about Elaine um, I know I wouldn't have been able to convince you guys of that but I almost it was almost two to one 
I think they are the correct finalists. I know people think it should be Kramer and George. I really do think Elaine and George, as I look at it on this bracket, looks correct to me. On this bracket, I think, yeah, for sure. No, but even if, like, you're saying you would have gone Elaine over George. Because I would have. What are you talking about? I mean, you would have gone Elaine over Kramer, excuse me. I would have gone Elaine over Kramer, and I would have gone Elaine over Frank. I think that's what you're suggesting, Alex. No, that I would. No, I would take Frank over. No, I know. That's Again, what I'm I want Frank. To, I want Frank to win the whole thing. So, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, I think for me, if I could put any two Seinfeld characters in these two spots, I do think. I don't know that I would have done it going into the bracket, but after really thinking through all 64 of these people, I think this is this would be my top two. But I obviously feel Kiva, something it's, it's differently about George, Akiva. Right? I mean, Elaine, not Akiva. Uh, is it a sweep for George? Uh, I'm voting for George. I'll say that. Yeah. So then, okay. yes, it's a sweep for... <laughs> but, uh, you know, a solid silver medal for Elaine. And then... Yeah, a job And then, And Kramer gets the bronze, I think, over Jerry, right? <laughs> well, hold on. So, no, that's... So, it's not a oh, okay. silver for Elaine. Got that's it. That's what I'm... All right. So, so now no, why don't we do? take out the core well, wait, four? Wait. Take, uh, that's what I want to do. Akiva didn't respond. Wait, Akiva didn't respond, and you didn't. Well, Alex did respond, but to like, would this of everybody in the universe like are are these a good top two in your eyes or no? Top two? You? I'm asking Akiva the question. You just yes. asked me. Uh, uh, oh, if we Akiva, put this oh, out it. to like listeners, like you know Seinfeld fans, I think Kramer would have won, right? I think Kramer beats George. The more casual you get, I do think. I don't agree. If with it you. was. Yeah, casual, like uh, sure. listeners of a Seinfeld podcast. I think it's like close to 50 No, 50. George would have won. Again, Akiva, George was called the greatest TV character yeah, of but all time. Kramer was, a, a, like like Kramer was at times too, like considered the best character. Kramer was so popular, he was getting ovations, they had to stop them because, you know, it, it was distracting and cutting into the showtime. Yeah, I know, but again, that was within the con- he, that was his entrances. Anyways, I I, I think George would have won, but you know we. I want to figure out. I want to figure out who the best minor character is, though. I don't care who the second best character is, but whatever. All right, well, so because I wanted to do, I wanted to put Elaine up against Kramer now and see who we're voting for. For second place, you hate second well, place. You, know, you think the Olympics second. are dumb because they give out second and third place. Yeah. Okay. But but <laughs> I want to see who the best non-core four character is. How about the Olympics pretending that the Olympics are happening, stringing me on for like another month? How stupid is that? Yeah. Just put me out of my ris- misery. Olympics. How about the Olympics pretending that the Olympics are Well, they're pretending. They're pretending it's happening, and it's my only job possibility right now. And Yeah, that's the biggest tragedy of the situation, is that you're being led on. By well, the I, got, I got to feed my family, Alec. All right, so I'm going to abandon my my what I want no, to do. No, 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 let's well, do I'll it. I'll just do this. All right, you guys no, no, vote no, for Kramer. I'm voting for Elaine. Every name of a person who lost to a core four person in the bracket, and then we'll find out this way. So very quickly, uh, who wins between Gary Fogel and Babs Kramer? Just yell it out at Babs. me. Babs. All right, Babs against Mr. Kruger. Kruger. All right, Kruger against Frank. 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 Okay, so Frank clearly winning that um, that uh, region. Ramon against Nana. Uh, Ramon. Yeah, I'll give it to you, Ramon, even though it's Nana. All right, Ramon against Uncle Leo. 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 Uncle Leo against Newman. That's a tough one. Leo. Uh, yeah, I think Leo also. I think... No, 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 Newman. Yeah, Newman. I think Leo I'm going too. Leo. I think... Wow. All right, I'm voting yeah. Newman, but I think it's Yeah, close. that is pretty tight. Okay. Leo is such a, like... Uh, Leo right, is so such we... an interesting guy. Leo should have yeah. had a spinoff. That, no, not one person would have watched. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sidra against Peggy. 
Peggy. Uh, Peggy yeah, against fine. Peggy against Putty. Putty. It's hard to say. And Putty against Estelle. Oh, I yeah. I'm sorry, Estelle. I have to say Estelle. I knew you guys would, but that's Listen, fine. we're men. We hate Putty. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Kevin, the Bizarro Jerry against the Jiffy Park Jiffy. Jiffy Dump Park guy. Jiffy Lube. Yeah, absolutely. Jiffy Park Jiffy Dump guy against George Steinbrenner. I said Jiffy Lube. Jiffy. Yeah, Dump. I agree again. Uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm no. laughing that I said Jiffy uh, Lube instead of Jiffy whatever Park. <laughs> I think I almost said that also. So, <laughs> so wait, what was the question? Uh, Jiffy Park Jiffy Dump guy against George Steinbrenner. Where are you going, Akiva? Uh, George. What are you? Jiffy to me. And you're saying Jiffy For Jiffy? Sure. Yeah. No, you're not. Like, yeah, it's, it's George. No, for sure. It's they, not even close. George Steinbrenner. I'm surprised you right, never you know what? winning. No, I like the cow zones. The cow yeah, zones episodes. Wait, I'm, so I'm really, I'm like deadlocked here. Can somebody make a little bit of a pitch? Like, I, I'm Te- really torn. Text missing. Okay, hold on. Jiff, well, and she'll say, who's the Jiffy, Jiffy dump guy? against George Steinbrenner against Jay Peterman in a three-way. I'm still voting Jiffy. Say it again. Who is Jiffy, George Steinbrenner, and Jay Peterman in a three-way. <laughs> it's, it's still really close. Yeah, I'm saying Jiffy one, Steinbrenner two, Peterman three. I don't love Peterman. I might go the exact opposite. I'll go Steinbrenner one, Peterman two, Jiffy three. Okay. So where are you? Uh, so what's going on? Pick somebody between Jiffy Park guy, George Steinbrenner, and Jay Peterman. Steinbrenner. So he okay. Wow. So Steinbrenner against uh, okay Steinbrenner against Estelle. By the way, the left half of the bracket's still so. Yeah, far I mean, you made it. Tweaker. Don't blame a the uh, you know a good craftsman yeah. never blames his Excel tools. All right, so Steinbrenner <laughs> against Estelle. Uh, are you voting? Who are you voting for? Estelle. Okay, me too. I think I'm voting um, for Estelle too. And then Uncle Leo against Frank. This is a great matchup. By the way, they didn't interact yeah. enough on this show. Uncle Leo. I would watch a spinoff just to well, do it. Well, bad then. news. Some fun facts. For Golden you. guys. They should have done Golden Guys, but it's a little <laughs> <Yeah>. late. <laughs> Golden guys. I say Frank. Allie doesn't even know what a fun uh, fact is. Uh, That's how much of a hater she is. <laughs> what? Oh, I got it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a reference from a podcast you've never seen. Okay. Yeah, no. Anytime someone, uh, we would if because one time I was like, fun fact about this guy, and then it was always oh, dead. So then for the rest of the Seinfeld run, it'd say like any fun facts Rob would ask, like if the actor's actually dead. Um. All right. So I said Frank. <laughs> Frank and Leo is really hard, but Frank, yeah. All right, and then Frank against Estelle. Frank. Frank. No question. Yeah, so Frank wins. Okay, good. So Frank is the best minor character. We could have just the all... We didn't even have to go through that, but it was fun yeah, to yeah, go yeah. through. So that was the repishage, yeah. like they do in the Olympics, which, again, will not happen this summer. Uh, so maybe it was interesting to keep the core four in yeah. it. Yeah. Because that was really easy yeah, to we go saw, through. Yeah, we, we saw. Although we didn't problems. go through all 64. That was just through... Oh, was that all? We but they already the lost. Like, lost. Like, you might love... Four. Oh, that was just who... If yeah. someone else already lost to like a you, four person. You, that's gotcha. what they do in the Olympics so, also. Like, the people who made the semifinal, if you lost them, you ha- you're you in a separate, you know, uh, bout for, like, a bronze medal in a lot of sports. Like... You know what I don't care about at all, Akiva? What? Me? <laughs> this description of the well, Olympics thing. Well, uh, it's like, it's like if you loved like Izzy shot. Mandelbaum, great, but he lost Uncle Leo, so there's no way he could, like, come back now. No, no, I yeah. understand. I'm the, letting the, the listeners know. You're smart, it. but maybe some of the listeners aren't. I don't know. You've definitely already explained this to the listeners, I'm sure. Um, is there anything else we need to determine, Alex? Like, who's the worst person in the bracket? Who's the worst? Uh... No, As a human no, being? No, no, no. 
Oh, no, because I'm very interested in discussing that. Yeah, who, so who, who's the most, I mean, Beth Luckner? Crazy Joe Davola, just because he makes me nervous. Well, this is, well, but he's got a problem. Like, I feel yeah. like it's Beth Luckner who, like, is anti Semitic. Yeah, and she's not great. Person. Yeah, but she's right about the dentist and kind of right about the Jews, so. <laughs> no. Uh, um, who's, uh, Allie, who's the worst person? I don't endorse Larry that. David on Curb or George Costanza? Or, I guess, and. Larry David on Curb. He's a worse person than George. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that because he's a billionaire? Uh, well, we had this debate, right? Like, what's the worst thing that George has yeah. ever done? Like, Mike Moffat, by the way. He's the answer. Mike Moffat's the worst person? I hate Mike. Well, what, what Name a single redeeming characteristic of Mike Moffat. He's got a funny name. It's entrepreneurial. <laughs> also, the bubble boy. He's garbage. He deserved to be in a bubble. I mean, I don't know. Maybe him. the bubble boy. First of all, the bubble boy's always been he's in a bubble. He's that way because of a situation. He's not in that situation because of yeah. how he is. <laughs> I see, so I should have sympathy for him, much like for Crazy Joe Devola, because he has a condition. By the way, calling a guy crazy is probably not the nicest thing to say. If your him, name right? is crazy, actually. unless you're like Crazy Eddie and you sell, like you know, use stereos, it's not great. It's not a great sign if that's yeah. in your name. Why is it Poppy on this list? By the way, he's he's right. He he does not support a woman's right mm-hmm. to choose. He uh, does not wash his hands after he goes uh-huh. to the bathroom. He definitely died of COVID in the first day. <laughs> Oh boy, Poppy was very sloppy. Um, yeah, so I think Mike. Uh, those are the those are the, probably the worst people. Mike Moffat, Poppy in the conversation. Jack Klompas is a pretty bad guy. I mean, he's enjoyable, right? Yeah, but Jack Klompas also. I'd be very curious to see a young Jack yeah. Klompas. Like Jack Klompas <laughs> is like crotchety and like he's just like he's a. a fr- I feel like he's a function. How he is is a function of his age. So you would watch Better Call Jack. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I love, by the way, that they're having a show which is like a prequel from 10 years earlier, but they're making it 10 years later. But the actor still looks like he's 50, but he's playing 25. Very, yeah. very enjoyable. Can I, uh, can I just point something out right now? And I feel like we all probably feel the same yeah. way. More than any other day in my life, I have no idea what day of the week it is right now. No idea. Yeah, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even guess. Like, I know it's... That's what I said for the $75 patrons when we start. Yeah. That's the worst thing. What? Being uh, but honestly, what day of the week is it? Tuesday. I so, would have guessed Wednesday. So, Akiva, this is actually very funny because I, I actually shared this uh, in the in the in the mm-hmm. group chat before. But I was taught my dad and I were talking about the Stefan mm-hmm. Diggs trade, and I mentioned how I really liked Bill Parcell, uh, Bill Barnwell's mm-hmm. commentary yeah. about it, right? And so my dad said, "If Barnwell told you today was Wednesday, you would agree." And when my dad said that to me, the first thing I did was go. Oh, to you look didn't even know day it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that I mean, my kids watched the movie till like 11. I was like, Meryl, what are you doing? She's like, they have nowhere to go for six weeks. Like we could literally take up a 4 a.m. You know, bedtime and and wake up at noon and it had no impact on anything. Like, who cares? I was like, all right, you win. That's true. <laughs> this is we discussed this right before we got on the podcast. Well, I didn't mention that one fact. Yeah. That my kids were up watching a movie <laughs> at 11. Yeah. What movie? B movie. No. Uh, uh, Secret Life of Pets 2. Yeah, please let them watch B movie and get back to me. I will. That's next on. That's next on the list. The B movie. My We're kids have never that. seen any movie. What? They've never seen a movie. You're saying they're too young. So they can't no, they're not. First grader can watch a movie. My son will watch any movie. Uh, they, I mean, I, I took Eris to a movie once. So I, he, I, and um, my son yeah, loved so The Sandlot. He has to watch The Sandlot like every day. Son has good so, taste. Oh no. Yeah, my, my, it yeah, really my Eris would not be into that. What movie did I you think take you him would to be. see? Uh, finding a Dory was that the one? So wait, he didn't even that? see Finding Nemo. That was like Nemo? four years ago. Yeah, that's the only movie I've ever taken him to. I think. Yeah. Oh, and obviously my son famously uh, is a is a Toy Story four stan, as he yeah. thinks he is Forky. 
We could let Allie, Allie go and, thank and you for we'll joining us. Talk in about a shocking football. development. George is our winner. The greatest character. Now, Akiva, do you agree with my take that he's the greatest television character of all time? Uh, that's Full another stop. bracket for another day, I think. How about sitcom? Wait, I have sitcom to take character? my. I have to take oh, my. My bracket out of the sealed envelope. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, we forgot yes, about yes. that. Obviously, I did have Jerry beating Estelle, Elaine beating Peterman, George beating Frank, Kramer beating Newman, and Elaine and George in the finals with George beating Elaine. Lock it in, people. Wow. Wait, hold on. We oh, didn't so even have to do this podcast. The, what, the seven matchups we were doing in today's podcast. Yeah, well, she didn't know what other nonsense we were going to do. You're repishage. I. No, no. What I say, but she, it wasn't a bracket she made from. Before oh no, the that would be that would be crazy. No, no, no. I would. I well, should have. I wish I'd thought of it. Yeah. A couple other listeners did that also, I, by the way. But I don't think. I think I might have put Putty through, even just to be a little like Chestery mm-hmm. about it. I might have put Putty over Jerry, even though I don't think it's the correct. I think you made the correct call, but I might have. You know, it's a lot less pressure to be a listener and make your own mm-hmm. bracket and send it <laughs> in and be like, "Oh, I didn't put Jerry in it," even though your the listener sounds like a very nice guy. But uh, <laughs> it's harder when you're up here and your your feet are held to the fire by two Seinfeld experts. But he sent this uh, on March fourth, two weeks ago. So he, you know, he, it's not like he waited till. Uh... No, no, no. Is Missy is Missy going to be happy with the outcome, Allie? Oh, for yes, sure. Yes, she'll be happy with. We're a couple a George of Georges, thing? of course. I, I do think there's a little bit of Elaine and Missy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you I, mean. I have by no that. idea either. It's it's three thirty eight a.m. for me. As a New York woman about town, I have a question for you. Why is it, uh, by the way, uh, Olin did have George Costanza beating David Putty in the final. Why is it that George Costanza, who does not seem to have a lot going for him, is constantly dating attractive women on this show? Because unattractive men write the show. <laughs> yes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> I, that's what I said on Curb. That was one of my dad's fa- like biggest pet peeves about and everything in Hollywood is like he would pause TV shows or like pause movies when an unattractive man would be like dating this gorgeous woman and he would be like see like this is disgusting like look at these like men writing these poor women who have to like act like they're in love with these schmoes <laughs> so what a missed uh, opportunity that that that's when he turns to his wife and says of course in real life I got the same you know <laughs> anyway. Well, then my dad oh, would Allie, have so- to be calling himself an unattractive schmo. Well, Allie, have you ever have you ever dropped the lash law on a podcast, or are they not ready for that? I don't think that? I've dropped it's lash, lash theory, theory, and I don't believe do, I have. But do I, you want to, or or, or what is lash law? What is the lash? No, not lash you, theory. You well, he could always she could always tell you. I think you know this. Didn't you already tell him? I don't. No, no. I think you already told Chester because it's oh yeah, Alex. Because it spurred a debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I told him about that. Lash theory is, and it is. I, it's not 100% accurate because I've seen a few exceptions, but almost every American couple, as judged by when they first got together, mm-hmm. the woman is as or more attractive than the man. And right now only works with heterosexual couples. I haven't really dug into homosexual couples theory yet, but I, I'm willing to take uh, suggestions on that to see if it somehow there's something to do with that but anyway so, so in a heterosexual you think all women are attractive and men are not no 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 i'm saying in in a pairing of a man and a woman as judged by when they get together a woman the woman is like 95 percent of the time equal or more attractive in america because i noticed this when i was commuting through new york years ago and i was walking to work and when i would see a more attractive man 
with a less attractive woman, it was jarring to me. I would look and I'd be like, oh my God, I've never seen this. And then I would listen and they'd be speaking uh, another language or there'd be another indication like they'd be holding a map, they're tourists. <laughs> so like it does not hold shirt that said, We're not in American. Europe or in other areas. It, it's only in, at least I've only been able to track it to these United States. But Ali, statistically speaking, it cannot be true in more than fifty percent of relationships, unless again you're arguing no, because all. Well, she's saying she's just maybe not attracted to American men, also possibly. Also, not every not every man and woman are together are in relationships. Not every man and woman are with men or women like the opposite sex. But a perfectly even number of heterosexual men and heterosexual women are in relationships by definition. And so the same or better. So otherwise, so it's like. Like a ten Good with a, a ten zero with a nine nine man and a nine nine woman with a nine eight man and it just goes down. But what does that rating mean? Like, is that a rating of comparing the genders to each other or within gender? Because within gender, it's impossible. Maybe the good-looking men are single. Then no, comparing it to each other. Well, uh, so that's the argument that all ugly women and all attractive are single. Men are that's single. basically what is, that's that's how the, the math would work. work. I guess yeah. Or 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 yeah, women are better looking than men. Oh well, yeah. Well, that yeah, that's fine. But that's Alex famously thinks that he's the best-looking person in his relationship. So. <laughs> It's true. Well, wait. It is true. Why are you call- You've said it on it's the podcast. Or if you haven't, you could cut it out. No, I did not. That's a lie. What do you think? Dr. Jen's listening? First of all, I didn't say that on the podcast. I said it in, in a group in a, chat. I apologize. Chat Sorry. And second of all, that's okay. not what I said. And third of all, it's not, not true. true. But let's, but like, but also, I mean, you can really get into a very uninteresting discussion about like the beauty standards of women and like the garbage that men are allowed to get away with. So like, yeah, yeah. probably on the whole, men, women are better looking than men because men don't have to try. But yeah. I digress. But that's Lash Theory and it always holds. And I have like good friends who text me like, is this Lash Theory or like with, with their own relationship? It's very awkward when <laughs> oh. someone asks you that. With the woman is asking you that? You because of the guy, then it was like, <laughs> I think a guy usually would want to hear no. Right? Like, no, no, no. You're not better looking than your partner. Whereas a woman would want to hear yes. What, everybody wants to outkick their coverage. No, I don't want to be better looking than my wife. I, that's, that's, that's what you, you just not said. Not outkicking your yeah, coverage everyone means. wants. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're on the same page. Everybody wants the most attractive partner sure. possible, which by definition means they want someone more attractive than them. Unless they think they're literally the most attractive person on earth. Yeah, fair enough. All right. On that note, we can we can let Allie go and, and talk about football for a few minutes because I'm falling asleep here. Just All right. It's so late. Uh, By the way, I me. just opened Twitter. Yeah. The very top tweet is how is it possible that how could it possibly be that today is only Tuesday? That's funny. Yeah. Nobody knows. Could be the longest week. Akiva, could be Akiva, the longest week ever. Yeah. Yeah. It could be the longest week ever. Yeah. I'm throwing that. This was a, a true honor and a uh, pleasure for uh, to have Allie for a second time. Hopefully, it Rob- didn't go as well as the first time. No, it did. It was good. It was good. We got even more in the weeds about Seinfeld stuff, I think. Yeah. Is Rob listening to this? Yeah, that's, that's a good wait. question. Rob, if you're listening right now, uh, then let me know when I speak to you on Thursday. I think he tuned tuned out after we like decided and got off Seinfeld, talked about the movies you take your oh, kids yeah. to. Like, I think he was out. There. Yeah. If Rob has any hot takes about Lash Theory, then I'll, I'll we'll know that <laughs> yeah. we'll know that he was listening. If you want to talk bad about Rob, I should say on Thirty Two Fans, just wait till the second half of the episode because I think he listens to the first half of our episodes only. Well, that's all you need. That's nice. <laughs> well, he, but he also like he doesn't care about certain sport. Like he's a he's a mean potato sports guy. Like I'm sure Ali listened every second of our right. Australian Rules I'm Football leaving. podcast. We. <laughs> We, yeah, we, Allie, we did two and a half Gus. hours on Australian football. Yeah, this week. I did see that. Shannon, the, with Shannon, the great Gus. Shannon Gus. Can I make it, Mister Gus? What? Why? I, I, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna make this point on the podcast. No, no. Stop with these teases that you don't follow through. If you're making your, point, I'll tell you after. Point. It's not so interesting. I just don't want to talk about like real people on the podcast. But uh, why? Are we, right. Why are women taking? <laughs> Allie, you're never. 
Yeah, yeah, forget it. Okay. Thanks, guys. Ali, this was an honor and a privilege. Thank you so much. Bye. All right, thanks, Ali. Keep. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>